Split Out Podcast. Episode number nine. <laughs> How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good, considering yeah. the fucking news over the last few hours. Yeah, it's been a crazy day, hasn't it, for, uh, for COVID political Tory news along the whole front, hasn't it? Raging. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I've, li- I've literally just calmed down. Absolutely fucking fuming. As you can see by your T-shirt, man. The only appropriate one for tonight. Um, are you picking me up, audio? Because I've got a very, very weak signal here. Let's yeah. try that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, okay. Cool. Sorry. No, it's good, man. Um, yeah, so I've calmed down now, but yeah, that's it. Do you go down lockdown. a bit. Go down a bit. Me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. audio. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that better? Go up a little bit. A little tiny bit? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we'll stay there. Uh, go down a bit again. <laughs> oh, tiny bit. Tell that me if cool. that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. cool, man. Yeah. You're so animated when you speak, man. And you're going to get even more animated over the next five or ten minutes. Well, <laughs> so... what I'll do is, I'll just, if I'm getting animated, I'll just move back. Yeah, move back, so, man. <laughs> so hopefully then it won't fucking peeking yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Distorted in people's ears. Sorry about that, guys. Technical issues. Man, so you want to fill people in over the, the news in the last couple of hours and things? Well, they've turned around. Well, there was rumours this morning when I like circulating that they were talking about a lockdown in October, yeah. which I'm not fucking happy about. No one is. You know what I mean? I've just got back to work. Give me a break. Um, and now they're talking about an increase on national insurance as well to pay for social care. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? And then it'll be a tax rise next year. Yeah. And it's the and it's, the, the people on the, the lower income tax brackets that are, are going to be getting stung the most out of all <laughs> of these people, obviously. So Exactly. It's not going to be the people who are fucking like raking it in, is it? Take, no. you know, take, take your own 100 plus grand a year that are going to be paying for this. Is it? Fuck, it's going to be everyone else. Exactly, man. It's scary well, yeah. times. Like no one knows how to deal with COVID. Obviously, like there's a few a few ideas floating around, but whatever we're doing now, like flip flopping between like you know festivals and all these things going ahead, and then like exactly. right, well, let's lock down now because it's not working. It just seems absolutely redundant, doesn't it? Really. Well, I was talking to that while we were having tea, and uh, she's you know we said at the beginning of the year like come October. They'll stick us in a fucking lockdown again. Keep everything open all summer. They'll open everything back up. They'll see a rise in cases. Surprise, surprise. Because you've got fucking, what was Reading and Leeds? Full capacity. Yeah. yeah there you was. go. So you've got, what, at least 150,000 people on each site. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, bars and pubs are open. Restaurants are open. Go and mingle. Go and mingle. But, you know, as soon as the, as soon as the cases start rising in hospital again. Oh, we might need to lock these all down. Well, make your fucking mind up because you told us six months ago that we weren't going to have another lockdown and everything will be fine and everything's working. Blatantly fucking not, is it? Exactly. I just lockdowns for me are not the way forward. I don't think. I don't. I don't really know how you deal with this kind of threat, but I just think that kind of making people stay inside twenty four seven is just having such like far more consequences to mental health and other kind of things that mm. it just doesn't seem right you know like people are barely scraping by as it is and then you say that x y and z can't work because their jobs are not deemed essential or whatever it might be it's ridiculous like yeah. i get that there's vulnerable people at risk but for me like why can't we just let people just kind of get on with it and if you do feel ill and just test often and regular if you test positive then isolate if you start feeling symptoms isolate if you're vulnerable isolate and let everyone else just crack on with it like because exactly it's not going to go anywhere is it it's going to be like no. flu it's going to be like all these other kind of things it's going to be something we're going to have to deal with in our lives so let's just go out there and, and, and try and just live our lives man it's been almost two years like come March next year like yeah, the, exactly the, it just like been living in this weird fucking limbo state where you know it's just been suspended animation aren't you i suppose yeah and we're literally not a step fucking further on from where we were from the no. looks of it. Even, even with vaccines you know what i mean if you're going back into lockdowns then false stuff fucking boring yeah and that you know do the vaccines work like <laughs> because it's a strange one i'm hearing cases of people who've had dub, you know double vaxxed and are getting covid and are getting yeah. really really ill from it as well like you know it's not just mild symptoms all the time so well like i say if, if it's not doing what the scientists are saying it's doing which is protecting you from these new variants then what's the point in constantly jabbing people with stuff that isn't working yeah 
Man, I don't know. I just hope they sort something out. There's some very smart people in this world. We need to start listening to them rather than these fucking politicians who are making these decisions. Well, that's it. I mean, we're no scientists, are we? But, you know, it's a lot of it's common sense as well with this. Let, let, you know, be rational about it. Uh, as we know from previous podcasts, I am the logician. So let's think fucking logistically about this. Mm-hmm. Burn the Tories at the stake for t- to start with. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get people in. Get put people in who understand who you come from the backgrounds where them minorities, them working class minorities are being absolutely ravaged. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tax the rich. It's time for people to stop being scared of the government and yeah. people and the government to start being fucking scared of the people again. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. They're, people forget the, yeah. the positions in this world and you know, yeah. like we need to take that power back, I think, a lot of the way, you know. It's uh it's not right the way that we lived too much interference, too much government involvement and interaction. Especially over the last couple of years, it's you know if you'd have wrote this down in ten years ago, you'd give it to yourself. You'd have thought it was an absolute nightmare. It would have been the greatest film ever, wouldn't it? This hey, plague yeah. comes, you get locked down, quarantine, monitored. You know people getting arrested over the border. That fucking ridiculous picture of that baby getting baptized by the priest holding a water pistol, like two hey, meters yeah. away. Like we, we've reached peak like insanity of human like existence. Like what what's next? Like we need to really think about this world and reorganize it in ways that beneficial for everyone I think and there's enough wealth and enough commodities to go around but uh, people don't want to share everything and, and I get that but there should at least be some kind of basic breadline for people to live on and you know uh, exist like and be able well, to provide for themselves and a family look at Scandinavian countries yeah you know what I mean their quality of life is amazing yeah four day four day working week mm-hmm. sick minimum wage yeah you know what I mean like it's like follow that and everyone will be fucking good Exactly, but man. Fingers crossed. But people go out, they go and experience life. You know, they finish work and they go for a drink or they go for a meal or they hang out in town or wherever it might be. And you see just such rich cultures and, and kind of nightlife yeah. and, you know, just life in general, I think. From when I went over to Norway, it's like, it's incredible. Like, everyone's just happy and lives in their exactly. own bubble and it's so clean, everything about it. And, and what have you got here? A load of fucking lads who go out binge, or a load of lads and girls who go out binge drinking at the weekend because the jobs dictate that they literally live for the weekend. You yeah. know what I mean? So they go out, get fucking bladder, throw up all over town, eat a dirty kebab, go home. You know what I mean? And that's their that's their fulfilment for the week. But yeah. it shouldn't be like that. It nah. really shouldn't be like that. There should be more to life, man. There should be more options for people, I think. And I think it's a whole scale kind of change, really. You know, it would be a very deep podcast to go in and like right the wrongs of the world, but it comes from educating people at like young ages to to be creative and to respect people and then, you know, I think for themselves, but, you know, that doesn't always equate to the capitalist society that we have. We, we breed people fully formed out of the machine to come, come straight in that world and, and continue it. And, you know, yeah. that's what we teach it's people right, right. out of profit from that. So education takes right. away your individuality. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It stifles creativity a lot of the time as well, like, because, you know, I only got into reading like when I'd left education. Like I didn't really I was always alright at English and stuff, but I didn't really read much. I didn't really care that much about it, like because it was boring as fuck, because the syllabus yeah. is boring as fuck and it's safe and it's you know, all these different kind of things. And people might disagree because they like that shit and that's cool, but it wasn't for me, so like there needs to be a place for everyone because there's a lot of people like us who, you know, are not interested in that shit, but who would be under the right circumstance. That's it, I don't give a fuck about Romeo and Juliet. I'm yeah. sorry, I, got, I don't give a toss about Shakespeare. If you want to go and read that, off you, off you toddle, you know what I mean? But I think in school, what they should be doing is teaching kids to use their own mind and to question stuff. 1984 is a prime example of this, you know what I mean? Read that book and fucking question everything that's going on. Yeah, man. All of that, Aldous Huxley, like you read fucking Brave New World, yeah, the exact same kind of shit. Yeah, man. yeah. All of these things repeat, like, but, you know, they, they should be looking to influence people in positive ways to, like you say, think for themselves and make their own judgment calls and stuff, like, you know, forge your own opinions. Just because you don't like one book doesn't mean that you don't like every book. So many yeah. fucking cool stories that have been written that, like, you know, 15, 16 year olds would really relate to that were written in the 50s, but, you know, and it contained sex and drugs and, you know, wild points of views or the controversial or whatever it is, but, you know, people should be shown that because you're going to see it anyway on the internet. 
Like, so let's show them something positive where it is, like, you know, an actual See, opinion. That, that's, that's the thing, though, now, like you say there. That's, that's the main point, isn't it? Why read something when you can see it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like mu music nowadays. Like we said before, the amount of people that you see looking at YouTube, watching music on YouTube, it's like, can you not listen to music without the visual for it? Because yeah. I can. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, because that's the that's the generation that we grew up in. You know what I mean, we grew up in buy a record, listen to it over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and then your visual stimulation for that record was either MTV two or seeing them live. You know yeah, I mean, and then then you attach them live memories to them songs. Yeah, you're right, man. No, you're right. It's a it's a good point. You know, you see like YouTube numbers for songs are huge, aren't they? Like, yeah. um, I know the streams are also massive as well. But you know, people need that visual element, and and I get it. But for me, it has to add something to it. Like, I know we talk about them every fucking episode, and we're going to speak about them more later on. But Turnstar, when they did the Turnstar Love Connection thing like and they did the, the video that went along with it 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 added to that music you know what i mean it made it something oh yeah so it's like the it wasn't just a pointless let's fucking make a video because we need to stream this song and we need to sell it it had a purpose you know what i mean so well that just became a piece of art within itself didn't it yeah exactly and that's what a video for me should be should be a piece of art in itself what yeah. kind of complements that and and it should challenge it i think and I like the idea that, you know, the visual aspect should put, like, you know, the director's kind of creative thought and input into it as well. Like, I think that's quite cool how it's another brain kind of meshing with that and, like, kind of coming up with something new as well. Yeah, 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 without a doubt. I mean, going back to what you were saying as well there about, you know, streaming numbers, saying streaming numbers are high. Now, here's a question. I don't know how often this is addressed within streaming. On Spotify, obviously you can have access to it through a free account by listening to adverts. So how much of that streaming is free accounts and how much of it is premium accounts? Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. It, that, the whole thing is weird and skewed. The fact that there's like an algorithm, you know what I mean, that kind yeah. of dictates it and controls what you listen to next. And it's like, how manipulated is that? How funded is that? You know, is there an input from major labels who are piling in money and advertising that certain bands get put on that so well i'll tell you something i've got a really good fucking point to that you know whatever label nails are on must be paying an absolute fucking fortune on spotify because every time i listen to anything that's within that genre the first thing that always pops up is a nail song and i'm just like so aggressive what the fuck yeah. are you doing i don't want to listen to it the, the, the only like the only thing i would be appreciative of it is because other listeners based on an algorithm of X amount of other listeners who would listen to X, Y, and Z of your collection would also listen to that. If it is something like that, that Aldi kind of recommend songs, I'd be cool with. But like, if it is based on kind of monetary influence, which I can't yeah. imagine that it, it will be, like, I ain't cool with that. <laughs> so. Well, that's the, plus you want to know where your dollar's going, don't you when, you, when you buy a premium account or something? Yeah, you do, man. You want to support the bands and... You know, I know you should do like every, we always do it, and I always encourage people if you like a band and you're streaming the shit, that's fucking cool, man. For me, it doesn't really matter how you get hold of the music, but you should always go and check them out live, buy a t shirt, buy the physical copy of it. You know, support fucking artists in, in as many ways as you can. Because even that's artists it. that are on bigger labels, man, they can still be struggling and on, you know, shitty fucking wages that are, you know, less than people who are just working like, you know. Exactly. That's it with, tour, with, with the cost of touring and all the. You know the outgoings for artwork and making an album and stuff like that but this is another thing as well like certain bands only press certain copies and we we've spoke about this over the last few months because a lot of the bands that we like have been pressing stuff and it's all like america only yeah you know yeah. what i mean like you can't get older the good shit. so and then you've got to buy it like ebay or discogs or something like that or you know you'll find the odd copy that's wormed its way into the country somewhere and it's ridiculously expensive and that puts you off. But if you're buying on Discogs and stuff like that, then the band isn't getting the money from it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it's the same, you know, I was having a chat with uh, my mate's dad. He's over from Australia. And um, he, he collects serious records, like serious shit. But he's really into bootlegs and stuff. And he was saying that Discogs stopped selling bootleg records. Yeah, man. But, like, what's the reason for that? Because the bands are not getting the money, but the bands are not getting any of the money on the fucking shit anyway because yeah. no one's directly selling through there, are they? They're all kind of... You know, people who've already bought the record, they were passing it on in effect and profiting on it. So, what's the difference with a fucking bootleg? 
Well, that this, you know, there are some bootlegs on it. Oh, are there? Right. So, so why differentiate one between the other? You know what I mean? If you're allowed to sell one, then like, why aren't you allowed to sell the other? A yeah. lot of it's like a lot of it that I think is legitimate sales is cassettes. Right. Right. Um, but I think a lot of the vinyl stops. But this is the thing. I've been looking for the Amy Winehouse Scar Collection vinyl still. Mm-hmm. I think I spoke about this last time. And obviously that that's a bootleg in Discog's eyes, even though it was released on a label. So I had a look, nothing come up, typed it into Google, and then it's there, Discogs. But yeah. I was like, it's for, it's for sale. So why the, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I don't know if it's, this was in the States, I think. So I don't know if it's just regional, but right. it was, I know it was pressed over here. Nah, I don't know. It feels like kind of colluded rules, really, doesn't it? With the whole thing, it just seems a bit strange to me because, you know, he's really into his bootlegs and deep, deep, deep shit. And, you know, it is frustrating because Discogs is quality for so much shit. But, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Do you know what Discogs is also like? It's like dangling a fucking carrot in front of the donkey. No, like, in fact, let's rephrase this. It's like dangling a fat cake, a fucking cake in front of a fat kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> when you're looking at stuff, the amount of stuff I've got on my wish list on Discogs, and I get an email every day, like, this has been added, and then you look yeah. at it, it's like location, United States, and you're like, fuck off. Every time. That, the whole wish list is a, such a bad idea, man, because then fucking notifications where they're just like, you know, check this out, check this out, this is for sale now. You're like, no, no, I need to stay yeah. away from you, man. It's dangerous. Like, I've been trying to get all the Charlie Crockett vinyl. Mate, that's like fucking rocking our shit. We've got like, you know, we, we unicorn glitter sprinkled on the top of it. That's how rare it is. Yeah, man, uh, I think I have a copy of one of his albums that I got for Laura, you know. Right, right. But, yeah, and I was I was trying to get all the, some of them. I found one of them. I had one copy of it and it was like 127 quid. Wow. Is it his older, his older albums? Yeah, yeah. Because I got Welcome to Hard Times. That was pretty, I think that was when it first came out, but it's pretty straightforward to get. But the older ones, man... Yeah, the, is it the Valley called one of his earlier albums. Fucking sick, but that's like really difficult to get hold of over here. Same with yeah, yeah. Neil Emerson as well, man. Oh, let's not even. Yeah, he's on my fucking list. Colt Wall. Colt yeah, Wall. Yeah. Remember when I remember when I bought that Colt Wall on the eBay and I thought I got the final and it was a fucking CD. Yeah. <laughs> man, I've been smashing a lot of that stuff recently, man. But I've been caning Charlie Crockett. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah. So. Man, like we joked about it last week, but um, unfortunately the the bliss out obituaries do do continue, don't they? Oh mate, this is you know we thought we'd got through it as well. I think we said the day before, didn't we? Yeah. we were like, oh mate, we, we've done a week without anyone in music dying, but no, like rest her soul, Sarah Harding passed away yesterday. Yeah, it's really sad. She's only thirty nine. She's young, yeah. like. And she but... she got told she didn't have long as well last year, which was you know she got told that'd be her last Christmas, which must have been. Absolutely heart-wrenching for everyone that she knew. Imagine yeah. hearing that news. That yeah, don't even bear thinking about. Don't even bear thinking about. You know what I mean? And my, my thoughts and prayers and my heart goes out to a mum and a family and all the previous bandmates and everyone who knew her. Like horrific. Yeah, same man. It's awful. Like so young, so much life left to live. So mm-hmm. yeah, rest same age. Same age as me. Yeah. I don't bear thinking about it. and then like last night Michael K. Williams as well passed away, he was young. Yeah, yeah. Mark Empire, he's in the wire, fantastic actor, like really fucking yeah. sad, really sad. Yeah. So, he was sick as Chalky White and Bodog Empire, yeah, he was he so was good. He made the show for me, like, I loved that show and then when he killed off, uh, I can't remember his name, was it Jimmy, the young lad? It kind of felt like there was a yeah. bit of a void, and then he coming into it like really stepped into his own, and it was uh, yeah, he brought it back for me. So uh, it was good, mate. Sad, rest in peace to both those guys, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, more positive news. We seem to just hit on all the nasty shit to start off with. Sorry, Hello. we got out of our system, man. Skip to now if you don't want to hear any of the negative bullshit. Like, watch this. start this week man this feels like there's been loads of weird shit that's fucking happened 
Do you know what? I can't see what you sent me, obviously, because I'm using my phone as my camera. So The first thing is the, the Joe Rogan getting COVID. Oh, yeah, this was hilarious. That's why I had to put that thing up about it on the Lucky Bliss out thing. Yeah. Was like, all the shit you've been giving people, you know what I mean? And look at you now. And then what are you using? Austin work. Oh, Steve Wormer. They, like, listed so much shit, didn't they? He's like, I took this, 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 this. Like, I've seen all the memes that were like, I took steroids, I took human blood, I took... <laughs> but then a few <laughs> days later, he tested negative for it, didn't he? He's like, I feel fine now. Like... <laughs> oh, who knows? He's a crazy guy, man. But proper the news, it made me laugh. It made me laugh the other week when he did the ice bath and he was just lay there, in it? And he lay there in it for, like, 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> he just got memes of fuck, man. <laughs> See, like we, like we said before, he's become a caricature of himself now, this guy. It's, yeah, he's become it's, a, the persona of Joe Rogan's become bigger than him. And you know what? I don't always think it's like under his control. And I think that he probably is just a normal dude who's living his life. But his celebrity and his persona just completely spiralled out of control, and it? He's fucking huge oh, now. Yeah. yeah, let's smoke some DMT and see what happens, guys. Yeah. <laughs> But he does seem like just a chill dude. He does his life. He lives a fucking crazy life. And then, you know what I mean? He does his podcast, which is just massive. And then it's blowing up and everyone's memed him. And like, you know, he's become this kind of caricature, oh, like you say. But it's funny as fuck. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> I've seen another thing in the news, which was strange. And I suppose, a neg- well, it is a negative thing, but China bans effeminate men on TV and streaming platforms. Did you see that this week? I didn't know, but I also saw something from Pakistan about, um, what was it, a group of BTS fans. Yeah. They'd put a billboard up for one of their singers' birthdays, I think it was. Um, and then they've, like, I think within 24 hours it was taken down because apparently there was loads of complaints about it because it promotes homosexuality. Oh, God, man. It's a fucking weird, weird state over there, isn't it? But I was reading a little bit about into it because I was a bit like, there's got to be more to it than this, you know what I mean? There's got to be more to it. And then apparently all they've done is it said in an interview that, you know, what's so wrong with two people loving each other regardless of what the same, you know, what the sex is. Yeah. And, and they've also stood behind trans rights. So, yeah, they're just issues of the day, you know what I mean? Yeah, and fair play to them for having that voice and having that, that because that platform for them guys is fucking enormous. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I just think it's fucking sad because... All over the world, there's like millions and millions of gay people and people who don't fit the normal, I suppose. Well, there is no normal, but the typical sexual kind of gender roles. And to imagine living and growing up young and like kind of coming into your sexuality in a country like China and there being no kind of role models or anyone to look up to, you would start to resent yourself, wouldn't you? Because you wouldn't understand what you're going through because you're not seeing it kind of I know I we you know it's bullshit a lot of it Emmydale Coronation Street EastEnders and things like that but they're a massive presence in a lot of homes and they shine a light on stuff you know I think they're doing a massive storyline on HIV at the minute I don't know how it's been portrayed but I think the fact that they're doing that is pretty fucking cool because it's something that we don't really know much about in kind of common consciousness I think especially in certain parts of the UK um, and it, if it normalises that and, and kind of puts a bit of education or kind of, you know, just alignment of views in someone's head that they didn't have before, then, like, fair fucking play to it, man. Well, that's it. I think the stigma and the fear surrounding HIV sh- should have gone by now because it is a disease that you can't live with. Disease, sorry. No, it is. It's a degenerative syndrome. It's a disease. It is something you can live with. Um, you know what I mean? There's medication now that can keep you from infecting other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... What's, again, it's just, it's fear, isn't it? It's the fucking media. It is, it's the bullshit and the ignorance, but it is, it's all spun by the media and the more fucking mindsets. And I don't yeah. know, it's scary that the, you know, a government can police a, a, a TV show and, a, you know, a streaming platform and say what does and doesn't go on and police the, the internet, which they well, do. Well, that's it. It's the internet as a whole, isn't it? And it's like career as well with their fucking, you know, we, we run all the channels on the TV. Oh, yeah. right, okay, so it's just exactly what you want us to see. Nothing yeah, else. Man. 
It should be complete freedom, man. I'm down for kind of conservative anarchy in a way, do you know what I mean? I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but I just feel like people should be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do, just don't hurt anyone else. Like, there should be all different kind of perspectives shown, like, all different walks of life, because there's fucking brilliant shit in all walks of life, but there's also fucking horrible dark shit in all walks of life as well. Like, well, that's, you know, do you know just what focus thing on is? certain people's. Yeah. The fucking crazy thing is, like, all these people, like, generally, and this is this used to be very, very true when I was growing up, these people who was really fucking terrified of it, generally they're having them relationships themselves behind yeah. closed doors. Yeah, and they just yeah. don't want to get out of it. So. Yeah. It's mad, mate. It's absolutely mad. It's just, I don't know. It's a fucking weird world we live in, it? I just feel like slowly we are taking our grip back, though. You know, like, young people now, like, they, they are a lot more vocal. Like, yeah. I do think we, we will see more kind of protests and we will things st- start seeing things step up a gear. And I really hope we do because, you know, like I say, like, we, we always focus on these, like, the negative things of certain cultures and stuff like that. But we don't talk about all the fucking amazing things that these cultures do and offer our society. So... Yeah. Well, where would where would Britain be without everyone? You know, <laughs> this sounds wrong, but where would Britain be without everybody that we went and invaded? Yeah, we'd yeah. be a pretty fucking boring. Imagine what a cuisine would be like. It, it'd literally be like beef and potatoes and peas. <laughs> yeah. it'd, be, it'd be fucking wank. It would. It'd be atrocious if you didn't have all them spices and everything. You know what I mean? But then, this was the thing. Like we took them spices, didn't really know what to do with them. But then. When them cultures started to move over, when them people emigrated there and this that, and the other, they brought their cooking and their knowledge with them. Now look at us. Yeah, man, it's, it's cool. It's evolved. I love it. It's, yeah, man, I I appreciate and love all that shit. You know, I love my food, just not shellfish, obviously. Like, but oh, mate, I had some tasty fucking prawns today, mate. No, you can get in the bin. <laughs> You're my get in the bin this week. Oh, mate, Mate, I think the biggest talking point that I wanted to go on this week was the um, the old turnstile pit shitter. The old shit, shit in the pit. What the fuck was that about? Pity old shitty old. Right. <laughs> I, I, I've spoken to a few people about this. Right. How the fuck do you do that? I mean, <laughs> I need to know the context of it. Well, well, like, I'm not being funny, but all right, you shit your pants. But what you, you can't roll it out. There's no way. If you're, there's no way you're rolling that out. Absolutely no way without anyone seeing. Right. You pull your kecks down. Someone's gonna fucking see that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If someone pulls the, pulls the pants down at a gig, you're gonna be like, "You fucking not, mate." You grip <laughs> hold of him, won't you? Or you give him a pint glass. You drink your pint and you're like, here, shitting that, mate. <laughs> or the other, the other one, the other scenario was, you know what I mean? If you, you know, you've got your hand in your shorts, I have to stand up here in the show. Because like, if you put your hand in your shorts here, like this, and you're taking a lot, someone's gonna fucking see that. Plus, you know what I mean, if we, like, there's a potential to wipe it on everything, like, on the way back home. Well, it's not like if you just log in your hand and leave it there, because then you've got the problem, like, where's the shit on my hand going to go? Oh, that's where the shit on the stage come from. He went, you know what, I'm going to run up to the stage, put his hand on the stage, jumped on, there you go, shit gone. <laughs> it must have been a pretty fucking good gig anyway, that's all I'm saying, Jesus. What? What I also want to know was, was it loose or was it solid? Because can you imagine that? It's like fucking running around in a pit with like someone soggy shit on the floor. That's going to be a trip hazard, like a slip maybe, hazard. Maybe he just had like white shorts on and it just, you know, collateral damage when he was in the pit. Yeah, but you're still going gonna to smell it. Someone's yeah. walking past you absolutely stinking as shit. You're going to be like, someone's hanging around here. Oh, oh man. Rotten. But, I don't... but yeah, like... Like, <laughs> I, IG reasons as well. Like, come on, seriously. You're like, I mean, I've been to some gigs, you know, when you've like, I don't know, I don't, you probably won't, but I've been to gigs where I've popped a few pills before they've gone and then you've been like, oh, I need a coming up shit just as you get in the venue and you're like, it's early, oh God, no one's pissed all over the toilet seat. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just going to be like, 
You know what? I'm just going to walk straight into the academy. I had a shit in the middle of the floor. <laughs> I love that someone's done a COVID test to go to a gig to shit in the pit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I've, I've done a COVID test, but I've not done a diarrhea test. <laughs> that's a bad side, isn't it, man? Fuck. But oh, like you yeah. said, you, you proper crapped me up the other day. You was like, I bet it was a fucking kickback in on holiday. That it, it just it's got to be. It's that bass drop. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the explosion. It's that, it's that note in it that can apparently make you shit yourself. There we go. Turnstile have achieved it. Well done, lads. You've made history. The fucking Someone brown shit. note. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. The brown note literally in your pit. Love it, man. Fuck. That's what. If anyone's ever recorded that gig, that's gonna have to be having all this shit in the pit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking turnstile pitch yeah. It's yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, maybe man. it's maybe it's one of the new dances. Yeah. The shit pit. Yeah, it'll be on TikTok soon, man. Oh, I hope not. But well, that's the thing. Like, somebody knows who's done that. I'm not being someone's funny. Someone's done somebody... it. Someone's sat at home, done it, man. And they're just like, oh fuck. Well, can <laughs> you imagine? Can you imagine in like, you know, fucking, I don't know, 50 years time when VH27 are doing a fucking, like, you know, a look back on the years and then they're like, oh yeah, we've managed to track down the person that did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be like, why the fuck have you kept it quiet for all these years? I was too embarrassed. You fucking weren't, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't have had a shit in a pit. <laughs> oh, mate, fucking hell. I was reading that like a 16 year old girl lost, was it half a finger watching H at Reading? Yeah, we heard about this the other day. That must be horrific. She caught it in the barriers or something, didn't she? Was people pushing forward and a finger was caught in it and it just It must have been. That's like really fucking bad, that. Like really bad. I know. Can you imagine if that was your wanking finger as well, if you were a girl? Devastated. <laughs> Mate, I think that like, you know what? Fair play to this age, guys. Not for me, but it's crazy, isn't it? Like how much people are into him, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. What did has he said anything about it? Has he offered the girl a replacement? <laughs> I don't know. His little play doh finger for you. But, like... <laughs> it needs remolding every day. Just <laughs> wake up and it's stuck to your face. But like... <laughs> is it a birthmark? Oh shit! No, it's the end of the digit. One second. Nah, it's fucking. And... I don't. You know what though? I think that. It's obviously Reading and Leeds fest fucking fault. Like that shit shouldn't be happening. Where's the stewards like not getting her out and stuff like that? Well, it's not just that. Like that barrier shouldn't be moving, regardless of how much fucking weight's pressing against it. They're tested to not move. Yeah. The weather uh, was dry. There's no excuse for it sinking or anything like that or moving in wet soil, wet mud. Fucking hell. Yeah. Jokes aside, but, poor girl. Yeah, she's poor right. girl. That's it. I mean, at least it's not an Alton Towers one where you've lost a full fucking limb. No, oh, man, that's terrifying. That. Oh. I was watching um, we were chatting about it this week like to Laura and that chatting about like early Leeds Fest and stuff like that like when we went in 2005 I think in the toilet situation where it's just a massive trough with holes in it and there was just a huge pit and then one year the fucking girl dropped a phone in it and went in and got it the fucking Leeds Fest fucking poo girl do you remember that? <laughs> I wasn't no, mate I was in Scotland oh mate absolutely rotten man like them old oh it's just changed so much because you watch the highlights this year and like first of all I don't know any of the fucking bands really that are on like, they're not even really bands any of the artists that are on the lineup. like but people are going wild it is the biggest like crowds that I've seen at Leeds for yeah, yeah. a long time I, going crazy I saw I haven't got a fucking clue who it was he was like one of the opening acts I think either on the Friday or the Saturday on the main stage didn't have a clue who he was and literally, because there was no other footage on, I was like, let's have a watch of this. I only watched it for about 10 minutes. And obviously, his hype man's come out first. Now, I didn't know it was his hype man. I thought this was, you know, oh, this is a guy. Everyone's fucking going nuts. And then this other guy comes out and starts fucking, like, rapping. And he's not moving his... He's, this other lad's not moving his lips. I was like, hang on, what the fuck's going on? Cuter, do you? You know, whoever it is. Like you say, turns around on the crowd, mate. They're moshing like fucking kids used to at metal gigs now. Yeah. I, th- I think it might have been eight that I seen. There was like four fucking circle pits in the crowd, to the front, to the back, and I was like, "Wow, it was mad. It was fucking crazy to see." Like, I think that that shit is that you know all that UK hip hop scene, the, like the grime scene, like it, it's it's because it's the new punk in it. It's the new punk and emo and fucking 
there's a new scene yeah. kids now like that's like the the new revolution in, in music and the styles that they have and how they dress and stuff like that it's kind of semi-aggressive yeah but it's like a semi-aggressive scally how they like they're a bit more trendy now and a bit more conscientious to things and a bit more woke so it's a it's a weird kind of hybrid but like i, I don't know I, I, there's something about me that thinks that it's pretty fucking cool like it's not really for me like i don't really get all the music like there's some of it that i really fucking like um but a lot of it like you know h and like the rest of it like i, I think i saw that aj tracy it's not my vibe really but i appreciate no. that it's happening though like i think that it's pretty cool that at least there is people out there like carrying forward the music scene still and it's not it's not disappearing and it's somewhat diy you know what i mean it's coming up well, through the streets this is yeah this is what you what we were talking about last week there you go there's the new subculture yeah it is man i don't know what you fucking call it like but i think it's pretty cool like <laughs> i don't want to be a part of it i got my own shit going on like but i think that that's cool that, that there is something like that and it is massive, isn't it? Like, that was huge, oh, yeah. seeing that. I was like, wow, blown away by yeah, it, yeah. to be honest. But I was the same like that when I saw... Don't ask why I watched it. I think it was... Who was it? Who's the one who does that WAP? Is it fucking Megan Thee Stallion or someone like that? It was Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. Yeah, well, I was watching that at fucking Lollapalooza because it come up and I was like... I ain't got a clue what she's saying. Like, you couldn't hear a single vocal because she was being that aggressive with it. But fuck me, man. People were going batshit. Yeah, man. It's killing it's it. Like, it's really? like, you know, all of that. Like, you know, especially in America, it's like the trap scene in it. But over here, it's the grime scene. And it's two completely yeah. different styles of hip hop. But, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm, if I had to choose either, it'd be what the UK guys are doing because they're not using all that bullshit, you know, all over the fucking voice. Like, where they're putting all the effects on it. Like, over yeah. here, you, you're seeing, like, you know, as much as I don't like, you know, I'm not into the music with H. He's, you could, he just, it sounds like he's from around the corner because he fucking is from around the corner. And like, it's, yeah, exactly. You know, you know where these people are from, and it's, it's, it's again, it's like going back to lyrical content. People have lyrics depending on that, the, fit the situation from where they live. You know what I mean? So I, I've had it a few times where you listen to bands from London and they're talking about their local areas, and you don't quite get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you haven't you haven't been there and you don't know what the areas are like. Whereas if someone talks about Manchester in a song, you know what I mean? Like both yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. That's what yeah, I seen a video with that age where he drove around like he's from Mostard and stuff, he was driving around Mostard and it was cool as fuck, like just be like, Oh shit man, like, you know, he's just from around the corner, he's just a local guy and he's doing really yeah, fucking yeah. well. Like he was in Soccer Aid the other day and I thought, Fuck, good on you. Yeah, lad. fair play to him, yeah. yeah I mean like what it. is it? Is it Bugsy Malone? He's from Cheetah Mill as well, isn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Cool so. as fuck. Just doing their, you know what? Just doing their own thing and absolutely smashing it. So yeah. like, I think that's cool, me. Like, if anyone exactly. does that from around their own area, they got their own fucking asses, started writing some shit and, you know, put it out there and worked on the craft and, and they've made something cool, man. Like, this shit don't always have to be fucking traditional punk rock to be fucking punk, like... Sometimes no, it can sound like the most commercial fucking like sugary pop song in the world and it's the most punk rock thing because of how it well, was made and who did it, you know what I mean? Look at The Clash, considered a punk band. Essentially, Sandinista was a fucking reggae album. Yeah. And a reggae protest album. Yeah. You know I mean, still classed as a punk band. You don't ever hear anyone going, oh, have you heard of that reggae band, The Clash? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird though, like, because someone like Bjork, man, like when she did like fucking... Um, What's the call, the album called with all the elements on it with crystalline on it and um oh, the Volta. Gonna, nah the other one. The one later album. I'm gonna fucking Biophilia it's called. Biophilia, yeah. When yeah. she did that man, like she did this whole album about like the natural world and organisms with all these crazy fucking outfits and that's the most fucking punk rock thing in the world, isn't it? I just you know not everything that's has to be Gigi you know. Allen, you know what I mean? Not everything has to be like like maybe, shit. maybe, hey, maybe it was the ghost of Gigi Allen who went to see Turnstile and just dropped a fucking log in the pit. Who knows? <laughs> the ghost of Gigi Allen is that GGG Allen, yeah. <laughs> Triple G Allen, <laughs> yeah, the ghosty GG. <laughs> oh man, but uh, it's cool, man. Like I say, it's carrying on. It's it's evolving it a new new avenues and like I don't know. I would like to see uh, some more fucking like. I would say instrument focused bands coming, but 
I do think there's a lot of fucking great young talent, like Black Midi is one. Their new song, their new tune, is fucking brilliant, by the way. It's like a weird Western song. You dig yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I've heard it, I've heard it. But the thing is, though, it's like we've said before, like, musical equipment now is so far out of range for people in working class families that it is becoming an upper class thing again, like yeah. it did in the 80s where all these synth bands became massive because they were the only ones who could afford the synthesizers because yeah. they were so fucking there. Well, you fucking think, you think back to like Mozart times and the classical instruments, man. Like it was a rich person thing, wasn't it, to really play an instrument because... Well, that's it. You didn't see anyone in the fucking peasant house with a, you know, a, a grand piano, did they? Like, we're going to build this house now around the piano. Nobody sleep near it. No fires, no food. We're not tanning leather on top of it either. Yeah. It's why, you know what, I fucking love Fender. We, I, we speak about this. Like, I'm not a Gibson fan. They make beautiful instruments, obviously, but it ain't for me. What I fucking love about Fender, like, I played, I've got a jazz master, I've got a few Fenders. My fucking favourite is that Squire Supersonic, the cheapest guitar. Yeah, yeah. And I fucking love how they are making cheap as fuck guitars that are cool looking, sound fucking great, and are accessible for people to actually pick up an instrument and like start fucking playing again, man. You know what I mean? Starting bands, like, it's the one yeah. I want to see shit bands, man. I know it sounds daft, but I want to go to a gig and there's some like young people on stage making shit music, and I'm like, cool. You're fucking trying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. taking yeah, I know the first steps, like, so. Yeah, well. even if, like, I know what you mean, like, when you go and see local support acts and they're just like, especially when we were younger, you know what I mean? You'd have some dog shit bands on and you'd be like, ah, oh, do you know what I mean? The four guys, they're having fun. Yeah. And they're trying, and they're trying. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you go and speak to them afterwards and you're like, how old are you? And they'd be like, 14. Yeah. How, how many, you know, is this your first gig? Yeah, yeah. Have you had any practices? Yeah. Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, bless you. Mate, I've been there so many fucking times. So many times. Like, most of the bands that I've been in have been those dog shit first bands. You know what I mean? They were like, why yeah, the yeah. fuck are these guys playing? Like, but I love that, man. It's the effort. It's, it's all about the yeah. effort, isn't it? It's, it's how you build your craft and it's how you build a stage presence. And it's also how you learn to read a room. Because mm -hmm. if you can't go in somewhere to read a room and say, oh, everyone's, you know, everyone's like a little bit meh tonight because the first band was shit or it's been raining or something like that yeah we're gonna shake your blues away baby <laughs> get your shoes on <laughs> y'all ready to rock and roll it's Tuesday night <laughs> it's dry bar let's go motherfuckers and there's just like four people stood there watching you. Yeah. <laughs> Small the machines, fucking everything, man. The three of them at the bar stuff. Mate, the that's the bit. musical equivalent of our fucking podcast, bro. Right. And, and then <laughs> the, the, other, the, the person who's watching you is your mum because your dad's still parking the car. <laughs> You're on at quarter to seven. That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> Are you ready, Manchester? Drive by, get ready to feel the earth move. <laughs> Oh, mate, fuck. I should, I should be a hype man for someone. Mate, you should, man. You should. If... <laughs> I didn't expect you to do that, to be honest. I'm a bit taken back still a bit. <laughs> well, I have a fucking can of surprises, me, mate. Mate, you are, bro. Something new every day. One cool thing, fuck you, trying to get back on track. One cool thing I did hear at the Resident Leaves that I'd never heard before is that band Bad Nerves. Do you see that fucking, um, played a set? Of, nah, they were like, cool fucking, uh, nah, I sent it to you, I think. I sent you a live video the other day and it was like this, uh, I don't know anything about them to be honest with you, but it's just quite quick, sugary, abrasive Oh yeah, I remember punk, you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, power you punk. Oh, yeah. Cool as fuck, yeah. man, I thought that was good. I don't know anything about them, um, but I, I checked out their album today. I don't know what that's called either. Uh, I think it might be self-titled. Um, yeah, it was. Self-titled album come out last year. It's fucking really good, man. Like, it's got some good tunes on it. So um, I found I found a band this week who are pretty cool. Um, let me let me just. I, I can't. I think it's. I think they're called the Violet Femmes. I think that's what they're called. The Violet Femmes. Yeah. The Violet, not the Violent Femmes. Yeah, because they're already a band. You'll have to excuse me because this fucking computer is just not doing anything. So fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it might be them, it might not be. If I've got your name wrong, guys, I'm really sorry. Not that you're listening to this anyway, but, you know, fuck it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what are they like, man? Um, it's almost like a little bit like, you know, 
Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Oh, now my, now my computer decides to... I'm sorry to everybody if there's an enormous bright white light in my face. Let me just get rid of that. Oh, go away. You know what? Forget trying to do anything on this while we're recording. There we go. <laughs> so what the Violet Femmes like? Yeah, yeah. The Violet, yeah. They're like a Black Rebel Motorcycle kind of vibe. You know cool. what I mean? Like that bluesy rock. Mm-hmm. They just there. I've only listened to them like once. I was like, "Oh, we were you." I had a quick listen to them, and then just went straight back into listening to everything else. Yeah, man. Two big fucking shit albums that have come out this week is Donda and Certified Loverboy in it by Kanye uh, uh, and Drake. Everyone's everyone's lo- fucking lapping them up. Oh, oh, did you see what Kanye did though, the other day in Toronto <laughs> with all the billboards? Oh, where he put up the fingers, yeah, taunting Drake, like... Everywhere, just fucking, every electronic billboard was just filled with Donda fucking, po- like, posters. What? Have you have you listened to any of the album? Have you heard any of it? Uh, I've heard bits of it. I'm not listening to an album that's that long. Nah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's not, but... it's not Tool and it's not Rush. Yeah. <laughs> The, I did think it was cool, is it the Donda chant, where it's like, Donda, Donda, and it's mirrored on his mum's final heartbeats. I thought that was fucking deep, like... Oh, is that what it is? I just yeah. I had no idea what that was about. Yeah, it sounds West as fuck, but it's modelled on his mum's final heartbeats. Kanye West as fuck, uh, Kanye West. <laughs> I thought it was weird, though, because he's got Marilyn Manson on the album, he's got the baby on the album, he's got um, Chris Brown on the album... Like, what the fuck is up with, like, all these rappers getting these, like, bad people on the shit? Well, it's funny you should say that, because Drake's fucking got R. Kelly writing credits on one of his albums, aren't he? And he's just like, what the fuck is going on? Why is all these dickheads promoting these fucking knobheads? Mate, yeah, I I seen seen an interview with, um, well, I read an interview with that fucking Drake's producer, Noah Forty Shabib, and he was like, "The, the sample is a vocal sample, but in the background there's an R. Kelly song, so... You know, that's why we have to give him a writing credit. It's like, could you not have just chosen another fucking vocal sample, though? Like, oh, yeah. What, what, what was this producer called? Who, who did he think he should be? Called Noah Forty Shabib. Forty Shabib? For... <laughs> but I thought, out of all the money you've got, an infinite pool of money, out of all the fucking influences that you must have for that album, all the films out there and all the three, like moments, you had to choose the one moment that had... A guy in the background singing who pissed on young girls, had started this weird sex cult, like abusing yeah. all these young women and taking advantage of them. Like, you might why, as well have just fucking used Gary Glitter. Exactly. You might, you, as might well. As well, you, know what? you might as well have opened your fucking album with Jimmy Savile. Now then, now then, certified lover boy coming at you, Drake. Now then, now then, are you ready? <laughs> Mate, the, the album cover is absolutely fucking garbage as well. Absolutely. Is it them emojis? The emojis, yeah. Like, what a horrible fucking thing. Like, oh, yeah, I don't understand it. It's not for me. Like, the whole thing is just not for me. I'm not interested anymore. No. It, it, It's not, yeah, it's cool. If you're in a way, that's fucking cool, but nah, it's a bit. I don't I don't get it. I just, I just, it's, I can't hear his first two albums. are sick as well, and then he just went up his ass. Yeah, he slowly phased out, didn't he? He slowly petered out from, like, the music that was, what I thought was fucking good anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of them, innit? Just fucking... Yeah. There's not been much released this week. I had a look and I was a bit like, this is a slim pickings at all, so I've not... Yeah, nothing nothing really been turning my tables from this week at all. Nah, you know what? A lot of the stuff that I've been listening to, man, is older stuff. Um, like, really older stuff, or stuff that I missed last year, strangely. Must have been mm. in another fucking headspace, like, for, you know, probably six months of last year. And then, like, it was like, fuck, what the hell is this? So, uh yeah, I've been I've been kind of deep diving in a lot of uh, a lot of country and western older stuff and a lot of uh, Dean Martin soundtracks. Sounds absolutely ridiculous, but right, kind right. of going into that like My Rifle, My Pony, <laughs> and Me is an absolute fucking tune. Um, I've I've been diving back into um, Trojan. Nice. Yeah, I've been going going back down that route that, that route down that vibe. A lot of the Trojan. weather for it, man, isn't it? Well, that's it, yeah. Because luckily they're all on Spotify. All the Trojan box sets. So, yeah. Just like, here we go. Let's play these. My next job is to get all them on vinyl. No, bro. You're a sadist, man. Stuff like that is just... (laughs) But it'd be beautiful. I don't even know why I bother. 
Mate, it proper reminds oh, me of you. All of the Trojan stuff really reminds me of you, man. It just reminds me of that, that fucking Edinburgh vibes and stuff, so... Yeah, but definitely fitting in the weather. It's been glorious, hasn't it, the last few days? Yeah. Loads of... Do-, do you know what was weird before, actually? They were listening to reggae outside and I was listening to something. I, was, I had a fucking a scarf collection box set on and I said to her... Uh, Chloe works on the desk when I was stood in, you know, the doorway just before you go in the other doorway into the room. Yeah. I was like, if I stand there, I'm getting some crazy fucking dub mashup. I'm getting that from one side and this from the other side and my brain's not computing it. And I was like, it's almost like scratch pennies just stood in my head mixing it. (laughs) Oh, that'd be amazing, man. (laughs) King Tubby and scratching my head fucking just mixing it down. (laughs) Big dub style. Yeah, man. Hey Tiger, is this a new tune? Already people. So we were kind of getting into it then man, but talking about your track of the week, what have you been spinning this week? I've been absolutely killing Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai? Yeah. Nice. But I'm going to just choose Cosmic Gale, just because it's an absolute banger. Yeah. It's just... Man, it takes me back. It takes me right back. You got the but right yeah, just... Oh, yeah. sort of, sort of. Sort of. Um, yeah, it's just been... I don't know, there's been a lot of funk. There's been a lot of funk going on this week. Man, that's cool, oh, man. An awful lot of jazz, jazz as well. But yeah, Jamiroquai has been the one that's been getting smashed. So oh, yeah, that's my track of the week. But I'll have track of the last the track of the last twelve hours. It's fucking lead your leaders. That Bob uh, villain. Bob villain. Obvious fucking reasons. But yeah, track of the week is Cosmic Girl. Let's keep it funky and let's keep it positive. Man, you've had a big bass week, bro, with all the reggae, fucking funk, jazz. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dirt, dirty bass rhythm. Man, that's cool, man. That's cool. What's been burning your ears? Have you had anything funky for me or have you been proper hardcore? Nah, I've been the opposite of funk. I've been, um, I've been listening to a lot of kind of, I suppose, acoustic more chilled uh, what singer songwriter stuff I suppose yeah like I've been listening to a lot of Karen Dalton like loving that little bit of rain like her whole story is worth a podcast episode in itself because it's absolutely tragic and heartbreaking and she was such a fucking right. talent like such a talent um, but I've been like as I've said I've been watching Preacher I'm on the last season right and, right and it was used in a, a scene in Preacher and it's just massively I'm like shit, man. I like all over again. Fell in love with her, and then from that, I've been listening to like loads of weird shit, like um, Fred Neal. I've been listening to Odetta. I've been love uh, Cutworms, Michael Hurley. Just this weird fucking playlist, the kind of more downbeat, right. but also strangely positive kind of uplifting music. Like when in hindsight, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Like when I look back, the whole playlist that I choreographed is this kind of posy kind of thing but <laughs> like I didn't even really realise it so that's what the uh, world needs man it is man but the, the one fucking song that I cannot stop singing that I've been driving fucking Laura up the wall with is the new uh, Joshua Ray Walker song that's sexy after dark I fucking think it's an absolute banger like the video is sick uh, it's hilarious it's just, I love Joshua Ray Walker. He was one of them gems that I just came across. He was, mate. Like you, you first got me into Cult of War, and then it was Vincent Neil Emerson, and then it was Charlie Crockett, and then it was Joshua Ray Walker. And all four of them have been massive staples in my record collection for the last like two, three years since you introduced me to one man. And that Thank song's you. a banger. Absolute banger. I love that shit, man. I love it. Like, we just got onto a little subsection of fucking music somewhere randomly in the world, and in Manchester yeah. here we're fucking like listening to all these cowboy tunes written by actual legit cowboys which is fucking yeah, man, brilliant that's it. the thing is as well like if you listen if you listen to his albums like the progression of his singles as well because he does have some singles that don't pop up on albums like the progression of his songwriting is phenomenal yeah I mean he's not like one of these like straight out of the bat like Vincent Neil Emerson man that first album Fried Chicken and Evil Women was just like lyrically it's fucking insane yeah 
it's like fuck it's like the old punk rock sky hardcore mentality where they just keep throwing fucking albums out they throw an album out they throw a seven inch out they throw a few singles out they are constantly writing and writing and writing and just putting tunes out but it sounds but look at charlie perfect. crockett when, when yeah. the fuck does he get a chance to sleep Nah, the guy's never ending. He just throws out. He's the most productive man in modern music, mate. He's uh, probably without a doubt. Because it's it's a very easy to sit here and make beats on your laptop, and like you know, you can knock up three beats in an afternoon. But it's a different story writing and recording and performing fucking all these songs and arranging them like he does. So, well, that's it. Yeah, that. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the stuff, like you say, a lot of it is covers and stuff yeah. like that. But they are rearranged for him. Yeah. So. Yeah. And finding them songs and like you know, it's it, it goes into the mindset and the lifestyle, doesn't it? Of where, you know, you you really kind of pay homage to what comes before you when you you keep traditions going by covering well, songs yeah. and things. That was like that post that I sent you a couple of weeks back where he was saying that like people in the country world were digging him for saying not being real and all this that and the other, and he was a bit like, Are you fucking are you, I mean, I sent it to you and I'm like, Are these cunts mad? Yeah. Like, he's fucking He's the most genuine fucking person out there. Yeah, he's lived that fucking life where he's been on, you know, jumped on trains and fucking rode the railroads and fucking jumped off. And, you know what I mean? Like, don't mate. you dare fucking tell him he doesn't have the right to wear the Stetson and some fucking Spurs. He's got more right than you, you fucking naturally inbred swat. And he's a Crockett as well. Like, he's related to David Crockett and lineage. Oh, so you're like, yeah. okay, the guy's not legit. Like, he is like... Seriously legit, like yeah. <laughs> fuck all them fake cowboys, fuck them all, and that's the thing. Like, Cotter was a real cowboy because you see him fucking like ranching. Yeah, yeah. And Vincent, like Vincent Neil Emerson, man, he's a fucking skating cowboy. Like, yeah, I love he's Vincent Neil Emerson. Sick on his skateboard, that lad. I love him, man. He's fucking badass. Just like everything about him, the way he dresses, how he carries himself, and then his music. He's just he, he has that ability to just be so fucking funny. But then also like really sombre and like heartfelt as well on the same album and the same songs, man. Like, see, yeah, I, I think his new album, like, what well, the latest album that he's put out, I think, is a batch of songs. You can see where his dead space was at during that because yeah. it's very dark. It's really fucking dark, mm-hmm. and it must it must be hard now touring that album because he obviously looks like he's in a better place than he was. Yeah. So. It's a great album. It's a hard listen though compared to the first album though. Oh yeah. The first album's full of fun and yeah. you know, fried chicken and evil women. You put it on and it's a, it's an instant listen where you love it and you're just like, this is cool as fuck. Like and then That's it, when I sent it to you and it was like I said, sent you Call the Wall, didn't I? And then I think it was like a couple of weeks later he released this and Call the Wall was like, Oh god, check this out. So I listened to it and I was like, What the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like I've never, I've never heard country music like it yeah. before or since. Like he's, he's in a fucking standard. Like each of these guys are in a complete standard on their own in my eyes. But I'm not a massive country music <laughs> aficionado. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? All the, all the roots of it and stuff like that. Give me reggae, and I can take you back right to the fucking very beginning, as you know. But like yeah. country music, this is a new genre for me to explore. So and there's so fucking much. There's so, so much. It's like, it feels like that those four guys though. I like the new rap, Mount Rushmore of uh, country music, doesn't it? Colin oh, Wall, yeah. Vincent Neil Emerson, Charlie Crockett, Joshua Ray Walker. I love that. Yeah, I think that's cool. But it's like, like you say, I'm the same. I know some pillars here and there, Lead Bellies and Johnny Cash's and, you know, fucking all of the, you know, the, the big names like Willie Nelson's and stuff. But like, like you say, it's a bit uncharted territory for me, a lot of this. Like, I love, like, I love Elizabeth Cotton and I love some of this old school finger picking country and stuff like that but the the more I can get of it like I just keep swallowing yeah, it yeah. up man see uh, I, I love old school dolly fucking love old school dolly yeah, I prefer brilliant. I prefer country and bluegrass dolly to pop dolly yeah yeah man yeah so, it's just the way things are going isn't it it's the way things fucking like go like your music taste I mean if you like pop dolly you listen to 9 to 5 onwards if you like country dolly everything backwards yeah man it's good it's good. There's just so much out there, and I, I love that even at 33, I'm still discovering new shit. Like this week, there's oh, like yeah. 10 fucking new bands and artists that I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, no, And I'm no. getting more into weird world music, like weird soundtracks, anything African based. Like, I just can't get enough of it. Oh, well, you have in that phase now. Yeah, I had that phase at about fucking. I think I must have been like. Do you know what, though? I was quite early with world music and stuff like that and African beats because our French teacher, Mrs. Wynn, how the fuck do I remember that? I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can remember what my French teacher from like 27 years ago was called. Um, she was mad into like 
African and world music. And also at the time, Jules Holland was playing loads and loads of it. So it was something I got into quite early. And obviously like drumming and stuff like that, you know what I mean? All them fucking mad like polyrhythms and stuff like that from African tribal drumming. But yeah, I know what you mean. My world music's sick, like especially like African chanting and stuff like that. If there's no music and it's just a cappella chanting, it's fucking phenomenal. It's it's you can understand why it's used because it vibrates, it, re- yeah. it reverberates in your body and your soul and stuff like that. It's cool, man. I love it. I love the rhythms. I love everything about it. It's just it's raw as fuck. Like there was well, that, and there was loads of like like kind of Korean and like Eastern kind of like. 50s 60s early rock music that i was listening to um it's like a psychedelic south korean guy called shing jung hun i absolutely butchered his name uh but he was a fucking cool guitar player um it's sick man like i'll send you some stuff over it's really weird but like you know because it's it's kind of rock music it's familiar but it's using different scales and stuff like that so it's it sounds, sounds weird but it's kind of psychedelic so it's got that tinge to it but yeah, yeah let me have a listen. I love anything like that, man. I really do. But yeah, this week like, in particular, it's been the more kind of mellowed route, like very uh, posy country hard uh, posy country hard posy country oh, music. That, that I need to uh, posy country hardcore. <laughs> Ooh. Now, now there's a genre, man. That's a new genre. It's uncharted. We've made it. <laughs> Can you imagine that, like, Gorilla Biscuits t-shirt and fucking Stetson, pair of cowboy boots, bad <laughs> ball shorts, misfit <laughs> socks. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Man, well, I think that is our podcast, mate. Have you got anything else you want to go over? Um, I don't think I have. No, yeah. I really don't think I have. Just want to say hello to Travis and Elle again. Hi, guys. Yo, guys. And oh, shout out. Yeah, shout out to Nat. Congratulations on getting a new job as well, baby. Hey. Oh, man. Congrats, man. That's brilliant. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, cool. positive. Yeah, man. Um, oh, what about... We've not got to get in the bin. Oh, we've not got to get in the bin, man. What is your oh, get in the bin this week? My get in the bin this week is fucking Boris Johnson and the bastard Conservative Party. Mate. They can all get in the fuck. Do you know what? In fact, Second they can't even bit. get in the bin. They can get on a fucking bonfire and we can all set fire to it. There we go. Seconded, bro. Seconded. Yeah, and I, I think that's about it, really. That's my unanimous decision. Fuck yeah. Boris, Quit. fuck the Tories, fuck all of that. Don't believe the shit, man. Make your own mind up about stuff. That's it. Come, fucking carve your own path. In it. Then on you go. On Happy you go. days. So, so yeah, fuck. like. Go, sorry, mate, go on. I was going to say, man, like, subscribe, do all the usual shit on Insta, Bliss Out Podcasts, YouTube. We don't have Twitter because it's pretty horrible. We don't have Facebook. I think we might have a Facebook, but no one uses it, so don't bother with that. But, man, if you've got any recommendations, as usual, blithoutpodcast at gmail.com. We will be back next Monday, won't we, as usual. So it'll be coming out Tuesday. Um, but, yeah. Have we, got a gu- have we got a guest here next week, or is guest here the week after? Week after. Week after. We have our first guest coming on the show. First, first, of first many. guest. Yeah, it's gonna be we're good. not gonna say, we're not gonna say anything else. You're gonna have to wait all, all seventeen listeners. In it, man. But rumor has it that Tom Cruise might be in Astley, So I ain't talking to that cunt. <laughs> we don't have a guest anymore, guys. <laughs> the guest is cancelled. Fucking hell, Tom Cruise. You hear yourself. Do you know no. what? I fucking I try to reach out to Josh Freese because he looks like he's drumming full time at the Offspring again. So I'd be sick if we could fucking interview him. Nah, that'd be cool, man. We have a long list of people we want to interview. Local bands, bigger bands, but we have a lot of mates who are absolute nutcases that we want to kind of introduce you to a bit of their life in small doses for some people and larger doses for others. Um, but it's looking forward to having someone else to kind of just chat shit, man. Chat about their yeah. life, what's going on with them, and other kind of stuff like that. So it'll be fucking cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good episode. Well, that's in two episodes' time anyway. So let's yeah, see what man. happens on episode 10 next week. Double figures. Here we go. As if yeah. we've got this far already. In it. Coming thick and fast. But man, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. You know, do whatever you want to do. Don't hurt other people. Just live a nice, chill, bliss life. That's it. Dale said everything. So bliss out, guys, and see you next time. See ya.